What's up, party people? This is Stephanie Ghost and Paul. I'm your host for the Take Nothing When I Die podcast. Take Nothing When I Die amplifies and celebrates the wisdom and genius of people who've managed multiple careers in one lifetime. You've made it to episode 12, woohoo! And this is a special edition version. We have Arlen Hamilton on the line this week. She stopped by to talk about her new best-selling book called It's About Damn Time. This episode is short, sweet, but it's packed with wisdom from Arlen. What I appreciate most about her is her relatability. It just seeps through in her tone, her candor, and her willingness to really go there. And you'll hear that in this interview and just in the way she lives and shares her life. If you don't know her story, make sure you Google her to check her out after you listen to the podcast, of course. But here's just a snippet. Arlen Hamilton built a venture capital fund from the ground up while homeless. She is the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, a fund that is dedicated to minimizing funding disparities in tech by investing in high potential founders who are people of color, women, and or LGBT. Started from scratch in 2015, Backstage has now raised more than $10 million and invested in more than 130 startup companies led by underestimated founders. In 2018, Arlen co-founded Backstage Studio, which launched four accelerator programs for underestimated founders in Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and London. Arlen was featured on the cover of Fast Company magazine in October 2018 as the first Black woman non-celebrity to do so. And her new book, It's About Damn Time, comes out on Penguin Random House's business imprint currency on May 5th, 2020. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Arlen. Thanks for stopping by and talking to us on the Take Nothing When I Die podcast. We're so happy. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. So I want to get right into the questions. Every guest that comes on, we ask them this question to start off with. And the question is, how are you really doing the for real, for real version? I'm doing okay. I, I take things day to day. I've had some good days in a row. I think a lot of that has to do with the anticipation of the book coming out and being in that mode where the book's out and everything. And um, I think that had a lot to do with it. And also keeping busy and, and just trying to help people. That keeps my mind at ease. I don't know if I like these murder hornets that have come out. Um, Look, we don't need anything else. <laughs> so that that's a little worse but no I, I'm doing pretty well and I'm gotten myself in a place where I can work from home and do so easily and I feel very uh, thankful and grateful for that so I'm actually doing well and uh, the first few few days of this early March were not good days but now I feel like I have my footing and most of it I have to tell you is in is in hitting reality and saying you know what this could go on for months and months and months and and I'm gonna try to take as much control of it as I can by realizing that yeah thanks for sharing the real real I asked that just because half the time when we ask we don't even care about the answer right and the other half we're asked and we kind of give the autopilot bs answer and we don't really mean that 
but I feel like especially now with everything going on, it's even more important to let folks know where you're really at, which I think you do a really good job of. So thanks for that. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's a great question. Yeah, so I, (laughs) it brings it a little bit full circle. I feel like something that really resonates with me is the fact that you're really, really honest and really authentic, whether it's on your podcast, it's on interviews, seeing you on stage, um, it's on Twitter. And something that you said on Twitter in 2018 is actually still the screensaver for my phone. So I don't know if you can see that. I can see that. I I did not make this up. I was like, I hope she doesn't think that I just put this on here today. You can ask it. People who know me are like, what happened to Stephanie in 2018? What happened was you tweeted something about your life's mission. And it was like something that I understood. I knew I felt in my body, spirit, mind, but I hadn't put any words to it. And it literally shifted the trajectory of my life and my business. I changed a lot of things. And what I realized after you tweeted was like, If I want to do what I'm called to do in the best way possible for the most amount of people for the longest time possible, I will have to actually take care of myself. Self-care is not extra. It's not something I do. If I get time, you're like, give, replenish, give more. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's it. That's everything. So I actually wanted to thank you for that. Thank you for telling me that. That makes my whole day. Can you read the tweet so that I'll know and go look for it? Yeah, you said the meaning of life, the meaning of life is to do as much for other people as possible for as long as possible, taking care of myself in order to do those things and sustain myself in the process. Mm. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, Give, replenish, give more. Simple as that. It was on June 25th, 2018. Yeah, I definitely remember saying it and and I feel that way. That's how I live my life. And it's, you know, I, I hope people hear and read the whole thing and not just stop at giving away is the, is the meaning of life because yeah. the whole point of it is for me that's my meaning of life and if you do want to be able to give and give and give to others which I I want to be able to you have to take care of yourself first you have it has to be a maintenance process that happens and that that really gives you the permission to do so and I, uh, so I'm so grateful to hear that it helped you it changed everything Arlen so thank you thank you amazing So folks can hear about some of the ways you're taking care of yourself on your podcast, Your First Million. When you think about your own self-care practices, especially as you're about to add best-selling author to your repertoire, (laughs) what are you practicing? Is there anything special or unique you're practicing as you get ready to add that piece to your bio? I mean, honestly, I do feel like something is stirring. I feel like there's going to be this wind change that happens over the next few days and weeks and months because of the book, just because of the feedback I'm already getting in pre-publishing. you know, publishing. Um, So what I'm doing is I'm just keeping it real, real. <laughs> like I am just doing things that I would normally do. You know, I have my wife, I have my mom, my brother. I talk to the, them every day all three of them every day and they kind of all, all of them were with me before all of any of this happened any of the fun stuff happened and any of the book stuff happened and so it's just really helpful to talk to them and just I mean you know I have my friends from a lot of my friends who knew me before so they'll they'll you know joke on me or whatever the same way they would have anyway so that helps and then like a couple of days ago I, I just ordered some cupcakes because I was like I'm going to celebrate my way, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do little things and, you know, other people might have 
spent more or done more or whatever, but that's how I wanted to. So <laughs> I bought myself four pairs of shorts. Ooh. Different occasions now. They're all black, but they're all different material for different, you know, if you want the fancy shorts, you know, work shorts, uh, the lounge shorts and athletic shorts, you got to have your variety. So I got two from Amazon and two from Universal Standard. And uh, I'm very pleased with them. And I just, I I own the place when I walk around in my shorts. (laughs) You you do. You do. I kind of do. Very, very cool. Let, let's let's talk about the book. It's called It's About Damn Time, and it is about damn time. I'm really excited. I have it on pre-order. Now, I have an issue because I use Audible, and I have to get the hardcover so I can, like, write in it and yeah. dog hear it. I have to yeah. have both. What's so, the issue? I see no problem there. <laughs> so I have, like, double books, and I have a bookshelf issue, too, and I can't mm. even do it right now. Mm. But you do narrate the audible version, correct? I do narrate the audio version. So that's available as an audio and other uh, outlets as well. Perfect. I love it when the author narrates because it makes it so much better. How you tell the story and the cadence and all those things. I just think it makes it that much better. I had a great time doing it. And it was my first time narrating a book. And I actually, it was the last thing I was able to do before I went into self-quarantine from that recording session in Austin, Texas, I got on a plane, came home and have been home for weeks. It is, it's the last kind of thing I did outside of my home. And, and uh, I got to listen to it recently and I, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with the results of it. And hey, you know, why not get both? I, I, I would highly recommend getting both. <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> well, I'll have both. I'll have both copies very soon. Cool. From what's been released, I know you have a chapter on hustle porn, the dangers of hustle porn in there. And so we've gotten a lot of that before COVID and there's certainly a lot of it now. Like before it was like, you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. And now it's like, mm-hmm. you better learn skills <laughs> and start it. That's about it. That's about all you got. As Beyonce. We, got we got as Beyonce. <laughs> right. So for you, what is it like or how do you walk the line? between being inspirational for folks and people maybe using your own story as hustle porn. Like, yeah, that's good. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 I, I'm curious. I really want to know. I made sh- very sure in the book to be explicit when I say uh, as an entire section about hustle porn and there's like a, a, a double down section after that, if you didn't catch it the first time, <laughs> because I am just not the one I, you know, I'm on record. I was in front of, I don't know how many thousands of people in Helsinki about a year and a half ago. And I, w- I, I said just to everybody, they were looking back at me like I was crazy. I said, go take a nap. You know, that's, that's my, that's my secret to success is go take more naps, go buy you some sweatpants and get call it a day. You know, I don't need you out. I don't. So who is taking scores? My question, who is out there taking score and say, oh, well, you worked 16 hours today. So you must be more interesting and must, you're going to have more success than this next person. I say to my team internally, I say to as much as I can externally work smarter, not harder. No one is taking a score. And if they are taking a score, they have too much time on their hands and they are not doing what they should be doing. So I can see um, how a lot of things I've, I've reflected on that throughout the years. A lot of things may be people might try to emulate and it's not exactly what I want them to emulate. But I try to do it by example, by continuously putting out there what I say to my team. I show clips of emails and slacks that I sent the team and it says, you know, 
we think of our health, our mental health first. It's what we did when we made the decision to cancel our tour, which was a very lucrative tour. And I, I put I put out there part of the email that I sent out to everybody. And it was it was not like, let's get creative and figure out how we can drain every penny from everybody we can. It was, okay, do we need to go to four-day work weeks from five? Do you need more time off? In fact, we have someone on our team right now who's on a, a mental health sabbatical, mm. fully paid, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Excellent. So, yeah, I, I think that people who are out there saying right now, you know, you have to come out of this with something. You have to have built something mm-hmm. to come out of this. It's your choice to. If you want to, I, I can tell you some ways to do that. But if you don't want to, you stand under the covers as long as you need. Mm-hmm. Mm. Take a nap and get some sweatpants. Is yes. That's it. That's, 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 that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. So I know a lot of your in-person tour events are canceled. You've been online and doing live streams and interviews and podcasts. And I, you've gotten a lot of questions about the book. Is there any question that you've wanted to be asked that you haven't been asked yet like we're just one that you're like I'm dying for somebody to ask me this and <laughs> not no not really no I don't I, I have a hard time with those types of questions like if somebody says what's the best thing someone ever said to you what's the I have a hard time with like really broader questions I will say that I think people are going to be a little surprised by the book hmm. in that I think you know I don't know too many books like I look at the index <laughs> Because when I got the hard copy just just recently, it was the first time I ever saw the index because I've only seen like the edited, the unedited copy. And so when I got the index, I was like, I don't know any book of this, this variety of of words in it, you know, so you have just um, some interesting anecdotes about my um, relationships that I've had and, and things that have gone awry and things like that. And, and tie it into all types of music that I think people might be surprised that I like and different experiences that I've had. And I just, you know, I'm looking forward to when more and more people have read it, they're maybe surprised by it. You know, there's an entire chapter in there about Alanis Morissette. Like what, you know, coming out of nowhere, (laughs) you know? So um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think definitely uh, I think people have been asking, you've been asking some great questions. People have been asking some great questions. Okay, good, good, good. I'm going to sneak in one more before I get to one of the ones you said are kind of hard for you to answer. Okay. Which, um, this book is not the end, right? There, I'm sure as soon as it's published, people are like, when's the next book? <laughs> you got a course coming out, you're, you're expanding to different cities. So there's success and what is next is probably on the horizon. I do want to ask you a question that we often ask kids and then we stop asking after a while, but I want to mm-hmm. shift it a little bit. So who or what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, so I've, I've definitely grown up, but I, I, what I feel and what I'm excited about is that you get to reinvent yourself often. Mm. I spent almost the last decade, almost maybe nine years, all of my 30s. I'll be 40 this year, 2020. Spent the last decade or so working on backstage and working on a very singular purpose of getting resources and capital into the hands of underrepresented founders. And I will do that uh, until, until the end, right? That will be what I work on. But I am looking forward to expanding on that. I do, you mentioned the online course. I am having a lot of fun in teaching what I've learned and I never ever thought I would like that sort of thing so the course has hundreds of students it's only been up for just a few weeks and it 
it's telling me that I could probably do a lot of that for a while. Now, it's funny because I have been, I have spoken at, you know, multiple colleges and universities the past three years, but this is very much so like a, a, a lecture setting. So I really enjoy that. You can reach that at arlenwashere.teachable.com. Um, I really enjoy that. And then on top of that, I feel like I feel like I'm going to give myself permission very soon to branch out in like a different direction. You know, I've been working a little bit on some some stealth uh, media stuff. So TV, scripted podcast, film. I've been working, you know, all of that got paused the last couple of months. But for about a year, I've been working on some stuff to kind of come into a different lane. And so I think I'm going to, whatever it is, I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something that just makes me feel a little bit free and a little bit like go back to my entrepreneurial uh, roots very cool very cool all right last question one of the inspirations for this podcast is a quote from les brown about the graveyard being the richest place on the planet because mm. it's there that people take their dreams books cures inventions and they get buried with them mm. so for you what is something, maybe it could be a, an expensive piece of advice or wisdom that you don't want to take with you to the grave in order to make it a richer place? Ooh, well, I, I will take this with me and leave it. I think it can be <laughs> both, which is, is not mine. It's something my mom heard somewhere, told me, and we don't know where it's from, but it's beautiful. It may even be from the Bible. I don't even know where it's from, but it's the sea doesn't see the petal. And so that helps when you're thinking about the things that you have to overcome, the different situations you're in. Some of them, you prevail, right? You, you, you face it and then you win something. And that's the, that's the prize. But sometimes you don't and you're saying to yourself, why was it even worth it to do that? Should I do that again? Should I go out and risk that? And what my mother was telling me at the time was, she was saying it about herself. She was saying she wasn't necessarily going to get to see me do all the things because she was ill at the time and now she's better but it really is I take that with me because it makes things a lot more freeing to know that all of the things that I do will have impact eventually I don't need to necessarily see it and and that that's almost that's enough you know and so each individual can can think about that when they're negotiating something okay you negotiated something you didn't get it but maybe you made it a little bit easier for the next person who you represent. That's just a, a way of looking at life that I think is very helpful, especially in times like these. Excellent. Thank you so much, Arlen. We're so glad that you stopped by. Where can folks find you? We heard about your teachable course. I know folks will go to itsaboutdamntime.com. Any yes. way else folks can support uh, your work? Yes. Yeah, so if you want to talk to me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Arlen was here, A-R-L-A-N was here and it's about damn is the hub now i have all of my book stuff there all kinds of resources that are free and um, i'm going to be spending more and more time there just uh, providing a lot of, of information and, and having some fun there so i hope to see you and i can't wait to hear everybody's feedback about the book but i'm, I'm especially excited to hear yours stephanie <laughs> excellent thanks so much thank you arlen we hope to talk to you soon and last thing i found the tweet so i want to correct i want to correct it for the record let's do it the meaning of life to me is doing as much for people as possible for as long as possible taking care of myself in order to do those things sustainably effectively and infuse with joy is of, of the utmost importance give replenish give more simple as that 
every once in a while I say something cute. <laughs> Thank you, Arlen. Please take Thank care. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness, thank you so much, Arlen. And yes, it's about damn time. Her take nothing when I die takeaway for me is when she said, work smarter, not harder. No one is taking score. And if they're taking the score, they have too much time on their hands and they're not doing what they should be doing, right? So don't forget to cop her new book. It's aboutdamntime.com. Whether you listen through audiobooks or hardcover or paperback, you can find all the information there, including resources. Please make sure you share with a friend or five, even though she can't be in person on her tour. We want to make sure this book is a success and put her on the road to best-selling author status. With that, we're almost at the end. You know Take Nothing When I Die is on Twitter at T-N-W-I-D. And on Instagram, we are all spelled out, take nothing when I die. We're also building community through our Patreon exclusive community of living ancestors. So go to patreon.com slash T-N-W-I-D to hang out with those folks. Don't forget to check out the show notes. Anything mentioned during the episode will be up there, including Arlen's course that she's currently teaching backstage capital information, and of course the book, it's aboutdamtime.com. If you also want to donate because you got it like that, my PayPal cash app and Venmo links are on the show notes at stephaniegoldston.com backslash T-N-W-I-D. I'm signing off as your host. Again, I'm Stephanie Ghostin Paul of the Take Nothing When I Die show, leaving you with your episodic reminder that you are a living ancestor. Please, please, please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Until next time.